You're listening to the Yakima Chief Hops Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Bigger Than Beer. Yakima Chief Hops launched Bigger Than Beer with the goal of creating a platform for the larger impact of the hop and craft beer community, including environmental and social initiatives. This year's focus is Women Plus in the Industry, and we are working to shine a light on the outstanding women in various fields of the hop and craft beer industry, their contributions, and discuss goals for the community and explore how we can make positive changes within the hop and beer world. My name is Tony Lynn Adams, and I am honored to serve as the host of the Bigger Than Beer podcast, longtime beer enthusiast, first-time hop podcaster. And I am very thrilled to have two guests joining me on the show. Welcome, Maddie McCarthy and Becca Lynn. Excited to have you on the podcast. Please introduce yourself and tell me about your current role, education, and a little bit about your professional background. Hi, uh, I'm Maddie McCarthy. I am a brewer here at Von Ebert Brewing. Uh, I've been with Von Ebert for a little over a year and a half now, but I've been professionally brewing uh, coming up on five years in February, a uh, big, exciting thing. <laughs> Happy five years. And let's, yeah, <laughs> I can't believe it's already been five years. Um, let's see, education-wise, uh, I studied wildlife and natural resources. Um, but it, some of that kind of ties into the agricultural side of beer and you know the the uh, biochem side of beer as well and I'm very excited to be here thanks for inviting us awesome so glad to have you on um hi my name is Becca Lynn uh, I am a cellar person here at Von Ebert Brewing um I in college I studied psychology um didn't really have uh, too many plans to go into beer or anything in the science realm um, and I started at Von Ebert about two months ago, um, and I came from another brewery in Walla Walla, Washington, where I was splitting my time as a bartender um, and doing some part-time work in the cellar as well. Right on, a little Washington representative there. Love it. Well, that's exciting. I'm really, really excited to have you uh, both both on the, the show today. Um, you know, you mentioned your background in psychology, and there have been several guests who have background in psychology. And I'm like, what is what is the relation? How does this happen? Um, so interesting. Um, but it also makes for great uh, perspectives on that, that uh, side of things where you can really analyze some stuff. <laughs> um, so can, uh, we'll, we'll start off with you, Maddie. Uh, can you tell me about your uh, professional highlights in brewing? Kind of walk me through a couple of things that stand out during your, your time within the last five years as we, we come up on your five years. Uh, let's see. Well, uh, to get my foot in the door in the industry, uh, I was driving for um, like a beer tour bus, <laughs> like uh, taking patrons around, uh, teaching them about the brewing process and essentially babysitting a whole bunch of drunk adults. <laughs> but I got to drive a school bus around Portland. <laughs> nice. uh, that was that was cool. Uh, and then um, I got a seller job at Groundbreaker Brewing, which is a gluten-free brewery. Um, so they make all of their beer out of chestnuts, lentils, and sorghum. Um, so that was like a really cool uh, way to get into the industry and not focus on just barley. 
and then I got a job um, at Sasquatch Brewing here in Portland, and uh, we released a glitter beer in cans, <laughs> and it was uh, pretty polarizing. I loved it. Um, I thought it tasted great. A lot of people were like, oh, my God, glitter. Like, how dare you? <laughs> Just add a little sparkle. Uh, Come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Beer's fine. Glitter's fine. That's, it's all fun. Uh, and then uh, I was at Migration for a little bit and then landed this job at Von Ebert. And it's been um, a dream. I didn't know if I could curse there. I was going to say it's been a fucking dream. Right. But- <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'd love to hear. That's awesome. <laughs> And sorry, I think you mentioned it before. Could you just remind me how long have you been at Von Ebert? Um, a little over a year and a half. A year and a half. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Very cool. You know, um, each of those perspectives have, or each of those little highlights had something unique really about them. Um, you know, when I, when I hear about working at Groundbreaker, using those different kind of ingredients, I'm, I'm sure that had to bring out like some different creative sides as a brewer of how you use these maybe typically different um, ingredients for making beer than um, my, some traditional breweries might use. So definitely bringing that creativity side, very interesting to hear. And of course, the glitter beer, that's that's really cool to hear about too. <laughs> <laughs> and Becca, you're, you're newer um, to the industry, you know, working two months um, in um, as a seller person. What have been some highlights for you in those two months that you've kicked things off? Oh my gosh. Um... I joke with my parents and my housemates that it probably changes every day. Um, if I have a day where I didn't drop like a clamp or a part of some kind, um, that's definitely my highlight for a week. Uh, and if I have a day where I like really got something right or I didn't have to ask my usual like 100 questions um, and I only asked 50 questions because I feel like I'm learning, um, those are all like highlights. Um, and so it's a lot of really like small, small and, you know, probably unimportant to other people, but, um, highlights for me every single day. (laughs) So it changes. I wish I had a better answer. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) It sounds like from what I've learned in the hop side of things as a hop supplier and just, you know, um, being involved on that level, uh, every day is different. Like every day it's a, you know, it's a very dynamic, industry to be a part of very dynamic field to be in and like you said kind of every day is a little different and different highlights for each week you never know what it's going to be um so interesting to hear uh more about that that newer perspective uh maddie it did warm my heart to hear you talking about being a a tour uh driver i also i worked for a brewery tour group early on um after college i was like helping coordinate those tours in Seattle. Uh, so that's really cool to kind of hear a little bit more about. Um, and nice. drivers were always the best part. They were so dynamic and, and fun to work with. <laughs> um, so this question goes, goes for each of you. What inspired you to enter the brewing industry? What really sparked your interest and um, kind of drew you in? Um, for me, it was uh, my husband is also a professional brewer and um, he was working really long hours and I was in um, the animal caretaking vet med industry at the time. And uh, so anytime I had any like free time or time off and he was at work, I would start out by being like, all right, how can I help you get out of here faster? (laughs) (laughs) 
but then it just turned into like he was really just teaching me, um, you know, basics of seller work. And then we kind of like worked our way up onto the brew deck. Um, and then I saw other women in the industry, especially here in Portland, um, like Natalie and Whitney and Lee and Lisa just like really killing it, like kicking ass and taking names and getting paid to do it. And so I was like, oh, wait, I can get paid to do this and I'm having fun doing it. So maybe I should tried that <laughs> <laughs> give it a whirl uh, yeah <laughs> no it, it it does sound like um kind of you got some hands-on experience there and kind of caught the itch for i can make working earning a living fun dynamic how, how do i get get into this a little bit more um and so you know that's kind of what drew you in and since being um in it is has it kind of filled those expectations of of having fun and I know you're kicking ass and taking names, but <laughs> has it fulfilled those other expectations for you? Oh, most definitely. It's gone like above and beyond any expectation. You know, uh, I get dirty, sweaty and gross. So I'm like crawling on the floor at work sometimes. But like at the end of the day, I can sit down with my dope coworkers, have a beer and then be like, hey, we made this. Like, isn't that awesome to have like a product in your hand at the end of the day? That's like, I made this and other people are seeking it out and searching for it and drinking it and enjoying it and enjoying it with other people. Um, and for me, that's just, it's everything you're, you're working hard, but there's like that payoff at the end. Yeah. I, when, when you talk about that of kind of seeing like being able to taste the product that you made and that your team created, it, it brings to mind, you know, I've had the opportunity, opportunity to talk to hop growers and they talk about it the same way that that you all do of uh, the fruits of your labor it's so rewarding to be able to kind of see all the work that goes into it and then be and sample it at the end you know for for hop growers seeing the product harvested bailed and out the door um, is kind of that moment but then it's like it's like an extension when you get to actually sample in beers, in um, being able to, to taste it. So it's kind of like double <laughs> double dipping of uh, rewards of fruits <laughs> of their labor. Um, but it's very interesting to see how those kind of um, theme, themes align of being able to actually see and uh, sample um, all the work that's gone into it. Uh, and Becca, what about you? Uh, what inspired you to enter the, the brewing industry? Um, yeah, so I graduated college in 2020, right into the pandemic. Um, and I had a lot of plans to travel abroad or move to like a really big city. Um, and then it wasn't really an option. And so I decided to stay in my college town. Um, and Walla Walla is known for wine. Um, and we have about 170 wineries and about four breweries. Um, and I was working at a brewery and a winery. And I just realized that I really preferred, I preferred to drink beer. I preferred to talk about beer. I preferred to be with people who liked beer um, and the culture of beer, especially when you're surrounded by the culture of wine. I found that the culture of beer was really refreshing and it's what I sought out. Um, and then I got into the brewing, like I got into the production side of things in the brewing industry, um, honestly, because I wanted to be better at selling beer. Um, and I thought that the more I knew about production um, and the process, the better I would be at selling beer. Um, and then when I started to do production work, I realized um, how rewarding it was. And it's this great balance of 
physical labor, but also like creativity and intellectual effort. Um, and I had never seen myself really as a creative person. And then I started to do this kind of like creative problem solving and creative thought in terms of recipe design and, um, and thinking about what flavors would work well together and just thinking creatively um, in ways I hadn't done before. And it was, um, it became really obvious to me really quickly that it was where my passion was. Oh, that's so, that's so cool to hear about how, you know, starting in production, you kind of, it sounds like you, you had this vision of wanting to gain knowledge to become a better, you know, a better, uh, salesperson in, in beer. Um, but then you kind of caught the bug. It sounds like of, uh, the creativity, the art form in it. And then, um, the balance of, like you said, like physical labor, there's something very rewarding about like a hard day's work in knowing Mm -hmm. that you've, you've, challenge your mind uh you've you've put your your body to some limits you've you've done all that kind of sounds like a perfect storm for you that that met um kind of what you were looking for and I really liked your point about you know I've I've never thought I was a creative person but all of a sudden I'm doing creative problem solving um it's so cool to hear about that different perspective I think people think of beer and it's you know just beer drinking and you know hard labor or whatever it is but there's so much creativity into it um we we talk about this all the time but uh beer is uh it's just as much art as it is science right and we say that same thing with farming it's just as much an art form as it is science as well um and i always like to hear more more examples of that um that you you kind of just reviewed so it's really cool to hear about how got you in and it kept you there Well, that's awesome. Um, so what has each of your, your learning experiences been like? I mean, Maddie, you've had five years and um, did you, you know, did you have a mentor, take any classes? What did that education or, or learning experience look like for you? Uh, for me, uh, I, you know, fortunate enough to be married to a professional brewer. Uh, so he helped me, like, literally held my hand through a lot of it. Um, but uh I am also very, very fortunate to have the connection to the um, females in this industry here in Portland. Uh, we are like a pretty, or in Portland and outside of Portland, um, we're, we're a pretty close-knit group, but, um, you know, we're always willing to like bounce ideas off of each other, give feedback, like uh, share ingredients, share knowledge any of that stuff it's it's just been great to just like text up just have that group text up and be like hey so i'm having this issue or i'm thinking about using this ingredient has anyone ever uh done that or experienced anything and uh they'll come back with honest feedback and answers and it's been great So having having a good network and um, a close knit community for you has has served well and being able to ask questions, kind of problem solve. It sounds like. Um, oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Um, and you know, just I think it's so interesting to kind of be able to learn from from your peers because you get these anecdotal, I'm sure, things that kind of. Um, inherent wisdom that just gets passed down and passed down and, and shared with, and shared with each other, um, which is super helpful. So very interesting to learn more about how you, you, you problem solve, you learn and and continue to to educate yourself. And and Becca, you're in it. You're in this, this learning curve. Tell me a little bit more about it. What, 
when you're looking at, you know, your time ahead and how you want to approach education or, or learning, uh, what kind of comes to mind? What do you want to, um, you know, what are you striving to do? Are you looking to have mentors? I mean, it sounds like you've got some connections maybe uh, where you can, you know, tap some some knowledge there. Uh, I just, I'd be interested to hear more of your thoughts about how you're approaching um, education and learning getting started. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I think that I had, I had like, I had mentorship in Walla Walla from my former boss, um, Kevin Klein, he was our manager and he, for someone who didn't really know a lot about craft beer, um, he was like, okay, here are lagers and here are ales. And I was like, tell me more. Um, and so he took me from like, you know, it's like really like young place and helped, you know, helped me find my passion in production. And since getting to Von Ebert, um, I mean, mentorship and education is everywhere I look. Um, and not, and also like, it's not just in the production team. It's, it's everyone behind the bar. They know Portland, they know the Portland beer scene. It's all the managers. It's they, they know and are part of like selling Von Ebert and understanding the culture and the beer and what we're trying to do here. Um, and so it's, it's anyone I want to talk to is, is excited to help me learn. Um, and there's such like patience and kindness offered, especially from the production team towards me um, that I'm so grateful for. Um, and it's a big goal of Bonnie Burtz to encourage us as you know employees, as, as seller workers, as brewers to um, find and engage with education whenever we can. I'm always getting emails about you know webinars and um, classes that we can take. And we have so many resources, both written and in person. Um, that are just ours for the ours for the taking um and we talk a lot about it and we're doing a new thing at you know our monthly brewers meeting where someone's going to bring in an article or share the article ahead of time so we can all read it and we're just going to talk about whatever the article might be um any part of the brewing process any part of marketing whatever it might be that we want to talk about that somebody found interesting that month um and so education is important to everyone across the board here um and then just because maddie's on this and i get to embarrass her <clears throat> She, she, um, I got so lucky with Von Ebert, with everyone who works here, but especially with Maddie, because she is like a veteran in the industry and she's so connected and experienced and kind. Um, and she has been able to offer me, and I think she's excited to offer me mentorship and to be my brew mom and to help me learn about the industry here in Portland. Um, and to have someone like her helping me and looking out for me and like instilling confidence in me this early um, in my career is like the most amazing thing I could have asked for. Oh. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, oh, I think she she might tear up a little bit. Those were incredibly kind words, and um, I I do have a, a follow up question for that, Becca. You, you mentioned a, a monthly brewers meeting. So is that is our brewers meeting at Von Ebert? And um, is it like the whole team or like a, a small section of, of the team? I'm just a little bit more curious about when you're talking about bringing all these different topics and exploring them as a team. That sounds really awesome to, to kind of bring different topics uh, to the table and expand everyone's, everyone's knowledge on the team. So that's, that's really cool. I'm curious about that. Yeah, so they happen um, once a month. And um, as everyone on the Brewers team, there's usually eight or nine of us, plus usually our distribution manager comes as well and she gives a lot of distribution related updates but also engages and pays attention to everything else that we're talking about of course um 
and I can just guess that somebody's going to bring up a topic about somebody's going to bring up an article probably about yeast. I can guess who's going to bring up one specific to like some kind of new experimental hop. And I'll probably bring up one about something like some new sales thing or whatever it might be. Um, and everybody gets to bring in their own, you know, really like specific interest. Um, and I think it's the, the great thing is that some people are going to want to, you know, get into the nitty gritty about the science and the beer and a really specific process. And some people are going to want to keep it broad in these articles. Um, and in these conversations. Um, and I think it makes sense. I think it works for our group. And I think it helps keep us all balanced and aware of all the facets to brewing and being in this industry. I really like that because, and especially your notes about how everyone has their particular interests. So you kind of know who's going to bring what. And maybe, you know, normally you might be so focused on what you're particularly interested in. You, you know, someone else may not be, uh, say someone's really excited about the experimental hop varieties. Um, and so maybe they're really focused on that. But then someone's helping you by bringing in the yeast perspective, right? And being like, here's this exciting thing. You should know about it. Here's what I learned kind of thing. Uh, I really like that. Um, that that sounds really cool. And, um, and then furthermore on... on on what you mentioned earlier about your your learning experience, um, we've we've heard over and over again, and I think it it, it deserves um, repeating of how important it is as as women to continue to help other women in this industry, be good mentors, as you were talking about with with Maddie, and and you know how can we extend kindness, education, opportunities, networking, whatever we can do. Um, there were there were women who who paved the way before us, and what can we do to turn around and and help others? So I really appreciate your your point about that, and, and of course Maddie for your role in that, and what what you're doing to help out your team and the community at large. So I'm I'm really glad you brought up all those points. I think it's important um, to note that here at Vonnie Burt we we practice what is called kaizen, which is uh, always. Uh, seeking to improve, always learning to try to make ourselves better. Um, for me, I feel like if if you stop learning, you become stagnant and in sorry irrelevant. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, for brewing, it's just the beer community in general is always looking for like the new thing, like Becca said, hop yeast style wise, and um, we always have to be ahead of the curve in that sense. So always pushing yourself to learn more and be better is, I think, a great way to make yourself stand out. Yeah, I feel like within this industry, it's so exploratory that if you're not ahead of the curve, or if you are ahead of the curve, you're still behind. <laughs> it's just like yeah. ever changing. Uh, so a great, great point to bring up. Um, I love that, you know, we kind of share a similar uh, innovation, always kind of mindset. We can always improve. What can we do? Where can we learn? Um, and it, it is inspiring. It, it constantly makes you challenge yourself of uh, you can't really sit on your laurels. You can't really um, kind of say, you know, we, we did this good thing and that's it. It's like, okay, and then what's next? And then what's next? And it, it really pushes the envelope and which opens the door, I think, for creativity, new perspectives, new voices. Um, so there's there's plenty of room for uh, more more perspectives in this industry. There's there's definitely a need for it. And it's um, with how it, it functions, it's like it's only going to benefit any operation um, to have to have those different voices on there. So great points. Um, 
what professional goals do you have for yourself in the future? And how do you, how do you plan to get there? Becca, let's start with you with this one. Oh boy. Um, I mean like, and again, this, you know, this sounds small, but, um, I'm really excited for my first brew. Um, Maddie and I are planning a brew together for, um, a women only, or I think women and non-binary person's um, homebrew competition called She Brew. It's here in Portland. Um, and Von Ebert usually will donate, you know, handful of kegs or XYZ amount of beer um, to this competition. And Maddie has brewed it, uh, or brewed for the competition in the past. And she suggested to me that this could be a great opportunity for me to do my first brew, come up with my first recipe. Um, and so that's like, you know, in the next two to three months, that's what I'm most excited about. Um, that's what's on my mind. Um, and I think professional goals beyond that, um, just developing, um, developing my skills and, and meeting people who I really want to continue to get to know and to connect with, um, and getting to a place where I'm really competent and really confident in my ability to do whatever, you know, in the cellar and hopefully eventually on the brew deck, whatever is asked of me. Um, and to be able to step in any given day and be like, okay, these are the eight things I'm doing today. Great. Let's get after it. Um, and so I think that's my, um, you know, my, my short term, but those are my professional goals. That's awesome. I'm really excited for you with your upcoming brew. So you all are working together on that. Um, and it just sounds like it's a great event, uh, a, a great thing to be involved with. Um, so please follow up and tell me how the brew goes and all the notes I want to know. Um, and can't wait to learn more about it. So very exciting next chapter in these next couple months and definitely a milestone for sure. Um, you know, when you think about your first year in this industry, uh, being able to, to say, you know, put your hat on a, on a beer, that's really awesome. So can't wait to learn more about that. Uh, Maddie, same, same question for you. What professional goals do you have for yourself in the future and, and how do you plan to get there? Uh, well, actually, yesterday I set a goal for myself as I was emailing Sam and Eric, uh, you know, the, the brewmaster and lead brewer. Uh, I have a recipe here called Ewok Dreams and it's a Northwest IPA. Uh, and my goal this year is to perfect it. Uh, there, there's a couple of little spots that I, um, we're trying to figure out what's causing certain things. And, um, I'm kind of really excited to essentially reverse engineer the beer, like work backwards and be like, all right, well, if I change this, what, how does that change the end product? Um, I'm really pumped to, to try to dial that recipe in this year. And then, um, you know, go in more of that research uh, direction, you know, trying out new yeasts or trialing uh, a new hop or a new recipe or trying to make another like a recipe better or um, any of those things. That's really cool. It's going to be from what it sounds like of when you're talking about like dialing it in of really kind of diving into each of the specific you know, process and seeing how you can create that consistency. Is that, is that what you're, you're talking about? Okay. That's really, really exciting to kind of have, you know, a specific beer that you're like, I'm going to perfect this. And by the time I'm done with it, it's going to be perfect. I love that. Um, (laughs) and then the, the new exploratory, um, 
that that's exci- that's an exciting chapter of like how can we bring that innovation you know that that mindset that von ebert has um try new things and and get creative dial you know uh bringing that creative art side of it too with all these different ingredients that sounds really cool i mean these are great great goals to have especially as we're like right at we're like right at new year's eve which goals are always like right? top of mind <laughs> i like asked that question i was like this feels very timely <laughs> it's like reflection and, and looking to the year ahead but <laughs> so thanks for diving into that section with me um what is something uh, well, Maddie, we'll start with you on this one. What is something that you are really proud of in in your brewing career? Oh, a lot of things. Um, I'm I'm proud of the strides that I've made in the last five years, for sure. Um, I'm really, really proud of a beer that um, my husband and I brewed Um for our 10-year wedding anniversary. <laughs> uh, it is a Saison that uh, we used um, some new world hops in, and uh, we tried can conditioning for the first time, meaning trying to get uh, very high carbonation just within the can. And um, I was really, really excited about how it turned out. I was stoked that um, the Von Eber team and um, my husband works for Breakside. The Breakside team were both really into the idea and that our mobile canning company was uh, willing to to put uh, primed beer in in their system. And uh, they were equally as excited for to see how everything turned out. And it could have been a, a hot mess at the end, <laughs> but uh, I think it turned out uh, really great and I'm really proud of it. So. <laughs> that's awesome what a, what a what a milestone you're marking all kinds of things in that you know personal and professional <laughs> i love that tie-in that's beautiful <laughs> oh, that's great and uh, it's also a great beer so if you can find it you should try it you should drink it it's a brilliant beer <laughs> I, I've, I've i've heard of this beer but i want to share some more details with the listeners who are who are curious can you share with us the name and maybe a little description sure uh it is called islands in the stream uh, it is uh, named after uh, our favorite Dolly Parton song and Dolly Parton, Kenny Rogers. Uh, and it's, for me, it's it's like a celebratory Saison. It's, it's carved up to a little bit over three volumes. So when you crack it open, you know, that head is going to not explode out of the can, but be right there waiting for you. And um, it, it, for me tastes and smells like um fruit striped gum before it loses all of its flavor (laughs) (laughs) that's Uh, what you always want you're like i wish this flavor would last yeah you know like the first minute of fruit striped gum that's what it tastes like to me uh it's awesome it's nice and tropical forward and it finishes nice and dry and you just you keep on wanting to sip more of it Oh, that's awesome. And I love the uh, nod to Dolly Parton. And the one that knows me is I, I love Dolly. Got to ask yourself, what would Dolly do? <laughs> well, that's that's awesome. my mantra too. Yeah. <laughs> I ask myself that like once a week. <laughs> Keeps me in line. Oh, so I, I love to learn a little bit more about that. I was I was kind of familiar, but I, I felt like listeners should know about that, that gem. <laughs> Um, so, so moving, moving forward, what do, uh, you enjoy the most about brewing and working in a brewery? Becca, let, let's start with you on this one. I, I love the people I work with. Um, 
I love being able to like watch them at work and watch their minds at work um, and ask questions about any part of the process. Um, and I also just love love the physical work and it's right now, especially because I'm so new at some of this, it's learning physical skills as well as learning processes. And so it's this like dual learning um, that is so exciting. And I think I was talking about this earlier, just to be so physically and intellectually um, engaged in your work is, it's hard to find that balance um, in a lot of jobs. And so I think I'm really lucky to find it here. Um, and also, and this is something we, we talk about it a lot. It's like, beer is fun. It's supposed to be a fun job. It's supposed to be a cool job. It's supposed to be something that you walk away from enjoying. And like on our closing checklist in the brewery, the last one is like inspiration. It's like drink a beer and talk about and think about how to make it world class. How do we make this beer better? Um, and so just to be able to sit and talk with my coworkers and other people around me about the beer and how to make them better is just it's part of the job and it's the best part she just wanted to pipe in as well give, give <laughs> two cents about being a brewery dog um so maddie uh, what do you enjoy the most about about brewing and working in a brewery uh i'm gonna echo a lot of what becca just said um i feel like sam has curated such a fantastic team uh, everyone has something a little bit different to bring to the table. And uh, like Becca said, you know, we all enjoy hanging out with each other, <laughs> which I think is a lot of fun. Um, uh, we will all sit down after work and like, you know, dissect a beer and, you know, we might, someone might have a different opinion than yours and we just kind of like hash it out, talk it out. And uh, I think that's refreshing to have so many different points of view come together in such a harmonious way and we're all here to just like support each other and it's like she said it's fun coming to work I like coming to work and we have a lot of fun and sometimes it gets a little stressful but we're always there to be like hey you got this like take take a minute walk around the block come back it'll be fine it's just beer <laughs> yeah I I, I... I really love that person, you know, hearing about how your t team dynamic makes it a fun environment to work in. Uh, beer is, it's a fun, it's a fun uh, environment. It's a fun industry. And when you have that correct um, and, and healthy uh, dynamic and environment, it's as it should be, right? You're having, uh, you're, you're swapping ideas with, with coworkers. You're, if you're all passionate, which sounds like you all all at the team are about this product, what you get is this healthy dialogue about your product and, uh, or, or about product, uh, you know, beer in general and seeing if you can all kind of geek out on it, you know, kind of dissect it, as you said. Um, it, it just creates a really fun and engaging workplace um, that, that sounds, you know, fantastic for, for your team to, to learn a little bit more about how y'all work together and what makes it a fun place to be. That's awesome. Uh, tell me a little bit about your your inspiration for creating recipes and your in your process for that. Uh, I'm going to defer to Maddie on this one since I have not made a recipe yet. <laughs> uh, so here uh, at Von Ebert, we don't create recipes; we create concepts. So uh, <laughs> we like to uh, envision what we want the final product to be, and then work backwards and be like, "How can I get?" this 
um, beers to this level. Um, and I, I think that's a, a great way to look at it. You're not limiting yourself, you know, just starting from the beginning. Uh, working backwards gives you a little bit more of a creative thinking, creative solving uh, mindset. And I think it, it also makes you a little bit more flexible on you're not like just set on using one specific thing. Um, it gives you a broader outlook on the product. Um, yeah. <laughs> right on. I, I do like that we don't create recipes, we create concepts. There's a lot of freedom yeah. in that. From, from what I hear yeah. is like, you know what your end product, what you want it to be. And so then it's like, okay, work backwards from there. And how do we get there? And it might take something unexpected to get the, the flavor, the profile, whatever it is that we're hoping for. Uh, so that's really cool to, to kind of hear that process for that. It's, it's just different. Uh, everyone's is different. It's so interesting to kind of pick people's brain about how they go about these things. And uh, so interesting to, to learn more about your, your process for that. So kind of diving in um, a little bit uh, in in relation to, you know, what this podcast is about um, when we're talking about um, women in the industry, creating an impactful community. Um, so kind of reflecting on that a little bit, what are some challenges or struggles that stand out to you from your professional journey? Uh, for me, it was more of being taken seriously um, you know, I've worked jobs in the past in the industry where I was kind of put on display, like, look, we have a lady brewer and, you know, like when they wanted clout or they wanted a, in a social media post or something. Um, and then I was thrown in the cellar for the rest of the time, you know, where it's like, well, you're, I don't know <laughs> for that. It, it was, it's, frustrating when you're um put in that kind of position but uh i think we're moving forward in th that sense where there are more underrepresented people that are trying to break into the industry and feel like it can be m not just a cis white male with a beard club <laughs> um and i i think another hard thing for myself was when I first got in, in into the industry, it was, oh, well, I got to be like this tough person and can't, I can't be emotional. I can't be a girly girl. I can't have pink hair or, you know, like I got to be like tough and not, not take anything personally, you know, all of the things. And, um, being a Pisces, I take everything personally and I am the most emotional person in the entire world and probably cry every day. I have a hat that says that. Um, <laughs> Allowing myself to be myself, uh, even though it took me a good almost five years to get there, but allowing myself to be myself at work and being like, it's okay to like have an emotional day or not feel comfortable doing something or not knowing the correct answer and feeling okay saying that, oh, I don't know. Can you please? Asking for help, essentially. <laughs> right. uh, I think that was a, a big step forward, at least personally for me. You brought up something that I, I'm really, I really appreciate you bringing up is um, 
making sure that your personality is true and, and able to be reflected in your in the workplace and in this community. Uh, I think there is, you know, from observations, uh, some pressure to fit into a mold, even, you know, even beyond like we were talking about, like uh, a cis white male, you know, that normal, you know, uh, what people stereotypically will categorize as brewers. And then even beyond that, as a brewer, like a woman brewer, there's even kind of categories for what people expect that to be. And it's totally okay and welcome to be exactly who you are. It doesn't have to fit another category, another mold. Um, And we haven't touched on that. So I'm really appreciate you bringing that point in of being yourself and bringing your personality because that's what we need more of. We need more of a a dynamic industry. We need um, all the personality in the world. We want all of that. I mean, it's a very personality uh, driven industry. And so let's make it a fun one. Let's make it where everyone feels welcome. Um, You know, being able to see yourself reflected in others is, is really important. And so I really like that you talk about like emotional I get emotional too and you know what it's okay to cry (laughs) I'm a firm believer in that as well so I like that you you brought that up (laughs) Becca any any additional thoughts on you know and it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, brewing industry related but what are some you know personal challenges or struggles that you've you know encountered and learned from and um, kind of any lessons that you brought with you into the brewing industry that you kind of, um, kind of reflect on and, and are part of your, your approach moving forward in your professional career? Um, yeah, I think similar, similar to Maddie, I think that, well, I think that when I, I came from a place where I was working behind the bar, um, and I found that even when I was behind the bar, even when I was the person, you know, with authority in the scenario, people often assume that I did not know what I was talking about or they didn't trust my opinion or they'd all often defer to like my male coworker who was also behind the bar with me. Um, even if that, that was a person I had trained myself. Um, and so I think that there's, you know, it takes a little while to become comfortable and confident with the fact that you're like, no, I do know this. I do know what I'm talking about. Um, and so that was something I definitely had to learn back in Walla Walla. And, um, now that I'm in production full time and that I'm, I'm making the beer. Um, I think that I, I have a, a fun extra challenge of being young, um, of being a, like a woman, but also like a young woman in the industry. Um, and I don't really, I don't think I necessarily look, look the part. Um, and I think that there's still, um, I think that there's still some, some self-doubt um, likely self-doubt imposed by a general culture, um, a culture of this is what brewers look like. This, this is, these are men, they, they have the beards, they, they wear the car hearts, they have all of that. Um, and so I think that I've, I've watched that and I've been around that for a long time. And I kind of been like, Oh, but I don't look like that. So how could I, how could I be in the same industry? Um, and so there is some self-doubt, I think, um, that is standing in my way a little bit. And I think that it's a reflection of our industry's, you know, historical and you know still current um, approach to women in beer and women in brewing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you talked about how 
like lo- you're looking around at at people working in the industry and and seeing you know I don't see myself quite reflected there um which just goes to show something we, we have mentioned you know we've had guests bring this point up which I really appreciate of representation matters it's important to be able to to look around and see peers that you that you connect with and that's why you know w- women in leadership diversity in leadership it's so important because it, it shows that there's an example forward and there's there's mentorship opportunities there's role model opportunities um and you know self-doubt you know i think that's something that so many people including myself you know you struggle with of like do i belong here do is this is this am i supposed to be here kind of thing and it's, you know, I don't want to say it's okay. I don't like it happens. And so like, how, how can we as a community help, uh, kind of support one another through that? And, you know, saying like, uh, Maddie mentioned, like having a good network of, and connections within the community to be able to turn to and ask questions so that, you know, if you're having a harder time, you can kind of reach out and, and build that community, that network and, and see how we can, we can grow with that. And I appreciate all those candid points that you brought up, both of you of, there's lots of challenges. There's, you know, we're, and we're going to move forward talking about that a little bit more of, of what we can do to, to improve um, so thanks for your candid thoughts on, on challenges, you know, personal challenges. It is a personal question. And so I appreciate the, the candid answers. Uh, if anyone can figure out the answer to the imposter syndrome, please let me know because yeah. it's real. Yes, please send us a message on this podcast. <laughs> we, we will air it. <laughs> what do you feel like are the biggest issues that women in the brewing industry face today? Uh, I, I'd say imposter syndrome, if they're already in the industry. Um, I know that's very real. Uh, I haven't met anybody who hasn't dealt with it yet. Um, and I'd also say, uh, kind of to echo what Becca said, being taken seriously that you are the brewer, you do have the authority. Um, there's been times where people will just pass over um, a female brewer to ask the male brewer a question, even though like, say, Becca or I brewed that beer, you know what I mean? Um, when it's like, no, hey, like, I did this, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I also do things. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know this product really, really well, actually. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know I, I've heard that. Um, and, you know, witness that for sure within this industry of um, kind of doubting the knowledge um, of, of women. And also a point that uh, I've heard brought up is also even, and then questioning like the, kind of like, well, then prove yourself, like prove your knowledge, prove that you deserve uh, me asking you the question. It's like, I don't, I don't need to prove anything to you kind of thing. It's like, you know, women are, are constantly challenged. It, it sounds like, and feels like of what are your credentials? And it's gotta be a mile long to, to earn the respect of, of male peers. And that is a big challenge. And it is like an extra hurdle in a, a professional career to, to kind of have that comparison. Um, just some personal notes on, on my end. 
Um, Becca, any, any thoughts on uh, what do you feel are the biggest issues that women in the brewing industry face today? Um, I think that this is something Maddie and I have talked a little bit about before and something I've heard on your podcast actually before um, about, you know, about the gatekeeping that can happen um, in the industry um, and how sometimes I think that it can seem like the top level of, you know, the head brewers, the lead brewers that they aren't, and this, let me make this very clear, not the case of Bonnie Bird at all, opposite of it. Um, but I think that I can imagine that, that there is a lot of, you know, withholding of information or making it, or like making it seem like there's like that top level that, you know, one could now couldn't get to. Um, and I think that that, I also just think that the, the lack of representation is massive. And I think that the representation that we do see of women is, is still really white. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that there is like a, a larger issue in like diversity, but especially in like diversity of women in brewing and women in beer. Um, and I can imagine that like, you know, I have a hard time seeing myself, seeing my reflection amongst my peers. Um, and I'm, I'm a white, like young woman. And I can imagine that I can just see the bigger issue um, that surrounds us as well. Excellent point to bring up. Um, the the opportunity for improvement in diversity and representation. I mean, we, we have endless opportunity to improve this and we've got a long road ahead and, um, you know, hoping that we can make it a, a more welcoming, uh, inclusive environment. And, you know, we, we've got a road, like the community at large has has work to do in that regard. And um, it's important that we head down that path of how can we encourage, um, promote and make accessible opportunities for um, people of color to, to enter in or elevate to advance in this industry. Um, so seeking how we can all do our part in that. So excellent point to bring up, Becca, I really appreciate that. Yeah, I think one more thing, I think, the barrier to entry for this industry, especially for production in this industry, um, can be so intimidating. Um, and I think that, I think that's especially intimidating. You know, I feel like I always hear that, that you know, that phrase, like from my mom, people like that, it's like, women never apply because they don't have all the qualifications. Men will apply to the job and they have a quarter of the qualifications. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that there can be a barrier to entry because, you know, you'll look at like a seller person job and it it's like, oh, experience would be great. And they like, you know, list a couple of other things and you're like, oh, well, I can't do that one thing. I must not, I, I shouldn't apply. Um, and that definitely almost stopped me from applying to Von Ebert. Um, and I know it stopped other women who are like, well, I want to do that. I like to drink beer. I like to talk about beer, but I don't know where to start. Um, and so I think that the barrier to entry just for like the base level seller person stuff is still pretty high. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard of that trend of, you know, the qualifications and thankfully kind of, you know, I heard, I heard that when I was in college from a, 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 a role model who said, you're never going to be fully, um, what do they say? Fully qualified for a job. And if you are, you should not be applying for that job. You should be looking for something more challenging. Um, and, and explained that dynamic of, of men will 
apply and women will feel like they don't. And I've had the opportunity to kind of look at a, a job application that way and say, I know I don't match all these, but like apply anyways. And I encourage anyone listening, you know, if you're interested in brewing or, or any, anything involved in the hop to craft beer, um, industry, if you're interested, apply anyways, you never know what doors, what door it can open. And I know just saying uh, encourage, just apply anyways is very, um, kind of minimal, but I, I do encourage listeners and reach out to anyone to see what else can, uh, what can I do to kind of make connections and, and build and see, you know, I kind of think this leads in a little bit to the next, my next question of what do you feel like are some of the ways we as a community can address or combat these issues? Like what can we do and not put all the responsibility on those who are interested in getting into the, into the industry? What can we do as a community? Any thoughts on that? Uh, I wanted to touch just for a second on the qualifications thing. Um, I had applied to work with Sam he's seen my resume four times, (laughs) you know, it never hurts to throw your resume out there. You know, that's how you get to know people. That's how uh, you make connections and they can be like, Oh yeah. Like maybe in a couple years, if I see that name again, like, you know, Mm -hmm. it never, it never hurts to do that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great point. Uh, But to answer your question, um, I think, uh, it's it's going to be a tough road ahead, but I'm I'm pretty excited for what the Oregon Brewers Guild is doing. Um, there's a diversity, equity, and inclusion committee at the Oregon Brewers Guild that I'm on, and uh, we just came up with a um, scholarship for someone to come and work at Von Ebert, a paid scholarship, very important, (laughs) for uh, three months, um, learning everything from washing kegs to writing a recipe to selling beer to seller work to everything in between, Um, spending a couple days at a hot farm, spending a couple days at like a a yeast facility to to see how raw materials are made, going over to Great Western to, to learn all about malting. Um, it's it's a huge crash course in the brewing industry as a whole, but um, it's going it's open right now, and it's for anyone who feels like they are underrepresented. Sorry, underrepresented in this industry. Uh, I feel like it's a big step forward um, to at least get your foot in the door. It's so hard, like Becca said. Um, the the brewing industry is. Um, a little bit nepotismy, <laughs> you know. You you kind of get to know people, and you just you're like, hey, we're hiring, like, you know. Uh, so it's it's a great way to 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 get your foot in the door and see if this is something you're interested in, and not just production side, but even maybe you're you're really stoked on how yeast is made for brewing or hops or uh, marketing. You know, it's a really, I think, a great broad way to get more people who are interested um, in the community to represent themselves and others. Awesome. It was really cool to hear about the the Oregon Brewers Guild, the 
um, the Diversity, Equity, Equity and Inclusion Committee, the scholarship and, and the paid um, internship opportunity. And I'm, I'm really glad you made sure to mention the, the financial compensation portion of that. I think that's really important to make sure, um, you know, financial, like talking about barriers to entry, you know, fi finances are a huge one. Um, so I'm really glad that you, you made sure to point that out. And also, Maddie, if you want, if you can send me that link, if there's a link to apply to the internship, I can include it in the show notes for anyone that might be listening that might be interested. Um, or just let us Absolutely. know how, how we can yeah. kind of promote that. And it's, it's called Mashing Barriers. Uh, and uh, I... Wow. Would you look at that yeah. mashing barriers? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I encourage anyone who's listening who feel like uh, they aren't represented well in this industry, which, you know, is a lot of us, yeah. um, to to apply. I, 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 I'm jealous. I wish I could do it. It sounds, it sounds like an excellent opportunity and um, definitely hats off to, to being a part of that and making an opportunity available and, and seeing how you could get involved in um Mashing Barriers. I love the name of it for sure. Becca, any, any thoughts on what are some ways that we as a community can address or, or combat the issues that we previously discussed? Yeah, um, I feel like I've, I guess I have two thoughts. The first is um, continuing to have conversations like the one that we're having right now. Um, but, and this is, this is the, the kicker, to have them in public settings, in public spaces, in public spheres. Because I'm like, I have a variation of this conversation either in my own head or with a friend or a coworker all the time. I'm constantly thinking about the role and the image of women in brewing. Um, and I think to be able to have conversations about it that other people that are, that are for other people to hear um, and for other people to engage with is super important. So they realize that because the more that I listen to these podcasts, and the more time that I spend in the industry, especially in Portland, the more I hear other people talking about it. So I know it's a broader conversation, but sometimes when you're in it, it can feel so like, like an isolated experience or just like an isolated conversation that, that you're having with yourself. Um, so more public conversations about it. And I also think more outreach, um, both to the community, like the brewing community, but also the larger community of people who are interested in like to engage with craft beer um, to kind of try to eliminate, you know, some of the, um, I mean, you want to keep a little bit of mystery around beer because it's kind of magical. The way beer is made is exciting and magical. Um, but you also want to make sure people know that it's accessible. Like you can think about beer and talk about beer in accessible terms um, that a lot of people, and also thinking about when you describe a beer and how it tastes or what it smells like, even that can feel like a weird experience to somebody who hasn't done it before, or doesn't have experience like tasting and critiquing beers. Um, and I think to do a little bit more outreach and offer people the, the vocabulary and the knowledge about beer, just like the background that a lot of us already have or have learned as a result of our job um, could help, you know, change some of the barriers, um, especially some of those initial barriers to entry um, for people who aren't actively working in the industry. Yeah. Oh, I loved all those points that you just made. Uh, I loved uh, the, the public platform. Um, so important because what it does is, 
it creates so like you said it's not like an individual experience you're able to make these important discussions um, more accessible to others uh, expand the different perspectives get that out there as much as possible Um, and you know one theme that we've kind of challenge ourselves with with this podcast is have getting uncomfortable because uh that's how you kind of grow and um expand as a person as a company as a community as an entire industry is if you just keep doing what you're comfortable with there there is no way to kind of move forward and to grow in these very necessary ways um and i think that's where the public part can be daunting but it's absolutely necessary so how can we create the accessibility for that and also pushing yourself to to do more and and to get out there and have these discussions for sure um and i loved your outreach and vocabulary uh part of it how can like when i was thinking of like an example of that trying to kind of like create a little tangible example for me in my head i was thinking about you know i used to work as a uh beer tender over um in gig harbor and being able to if you were talking about like the vocabulary making that accessible so that if i if i have a a woman patron come in and able to talk about terms and not feel like out of place in a new setting in a new brewery setting that's going to give that patron the confidence to order a beer to not be discouraged that you know if they don't have all the correct the vocabulary in this industry is wild. So it's like, you know, just making it more accessible gives them the confidence to make that a place where they frequent, they feel comfortable, they come back, and all of a sudden now you have a, another craft beer enthusiast. But if if there's this gatekeeping on the vocabulary, if you don't feel welcome, you might not want to come back. You might just say, this isn't the place for me. I didn't feel welcome. I didn't feel like uh, they kind of looked down on me. They didn't know, you know, I didn't know all the correct verbiage. There's a lot of verbiage to learn in both hops and beer. So, uh, still, I, so I that's kind of what I, what came to mind, um, when you were talking about that. And I'm, if you have any other examples, but that's what kind of came to mind. Um, so I didn't know if yeah. there were any other specific examples of that, that you had. Um, so we, so one of our bartenders, Liz, she, um, is amazing. And the two of us have been talking about putting on some kind of like informal like put out a couple of flyers post it on social media if people want to show up they can like 30 minute to hour long and you know other brewers other people are invited to also be part of like hosting this little panel um which is it's just like a a brief 30 minutes everyone has like a couple of beers in front of them tasting through a couple of beers talking about like just like the basics of like the differences between types of beers darker beers lighter like just going through some basics about like malts and like what's a hoppier beer what's a less hoppy beer you say you don't like hops is it the bitterness is it like that weird kind of like green dank flavor like and helping people you know develop their palates a little bit but also develop the the language to to order beer with confidence um because i see from a lot of my friends and people in my life that they're like well i i know that i like this type of beer i had one of it i had it once at this one place this was the name of it do you know the beer can you help me out um, and to be able to give, I think, you know, anybody who's interested in craft beer or is already passionate about it, more information and language that they can use. Um, and putting on like small, like personal little like sessions and panels like that, almost workshops, um, will help, you know, will help people feel comfortable at Von Iver, but also feel comfortable when they go to other breweries. 
um, that's kind of our goal with, the, with this session. I, lo- I love to hear that kind of that idea of, of how can we create a little educational opportunity. That sounds really cool and uh, hope to, to see, it, see it in action. And uh, it's a really, really cool project to be starting on. And I think of even, you know, and, and this is just brainstorm kind of stuff of uh, kind of in the tap room, are there definitions out there for someone who's brand new, who's like, what does, what is an IPA? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know if, if, if you can encourage some learning opportunities that kind of give some definitions like on the menu or something. I think about like when I order wine, I have no idea what anything about wine. Beer's my, beer's my scene. So it's like, if I had some definitions, it might help me out on the menu. So I order something besides beer. I don't know. So I, I kind of think of just, you know, it, I like the question, like also just posing the question to your team. What can we do? What can we do to help our, our customers feel more educated, feel like they, um, or the community, not necessarily just customers, but the community have the materials or the vocabulary, the knowledge that they can be informed and, and kind of learn more. So very cool. I, I love those points that, that you made. I also wanted to note, I, I mentioned the brewery that I used to work at. They were awesome. Really fun, fun place to work. And they taught me a lot about uh, beer and kind of the de- definitions for that. So I owe I a lot. Um, what are some ways that the brewery you currently work at, Von Ebert, has supported or fostered a more inclusive environment? I've already heard some fantastic examples. So interested to hear if there are, are any more that we haven't talked about yet. Um, I think for me, it's, um, it's, it's all, I mean, it's the big things for sure, but it's also like all the little things like just the other day, um, there was, um, a Maddie can help me out with her last name. Her name's Annie. She's a brewer at Steeplejack here in Portland. Um, and she was just in, you know, doing some Christmas shopping in downtown Portland and then stopped in and, um, I was so excited to chat with another female brewer. And then I was like, oh, I have to go get back to cleaning my tank. And my boss, Eric, was like, no, no, go sit down for another 20, 30 minutes. This is a great opportunity for you to like meet and connect with this awesome person. I'll watch your tank for you. Like, just go sit down, enjoy. Um, and so it's it's all the small things that I know everybody's looking out for me and that they want me to connect with people in the industry and um that they want to support me in all of my ambitions. And, you know, I'm talking about, I don't like ladders. I don't love heights and talking about, you know, when I have to get on a ladder for whatever it might be. Um, and I was talking about my, you know, my nervousness with that. And, you know, our, our head brewer, Sam was like, Oh, it's okay. I hate ladders. Also, we all hate ladders. Nobody likes to use them. And so they make me feel very, um, like very heard and very supported, um, which is just such a, such an awesome thing to have. I loved, I loved the, the point of, um, your work identifying that you had a unique opportunity to kind of learn from, from another brewer and kind of giving you saying, you know, I I got you covered so you can kind of take advantage of this opportunity, um, education, connecting. So that's really cool to hear that it's a supportive environment in that way. Mm -hmm. Maddie, any additional thoughts on there? Uh, I love that Eric did that for you. Yay! <laughs> uh, also, Annie's fantastic. Uh, so I'm glad you finally got to meet her. Um, I think for us uh, as a whole in Von e- at Von Ebert, um, we have been working on our own diversity, equity, and inclusion committee within Von Ebert to make sure that 
everyone feels heard, represented, and um, again, trying to strive to be even better. Like we can always be better um, with everything. Um, so part of that is like what Becca said, you know, maybe putting on something for the public uh, just to, you know, get a little bit more comfortable with beer or having a speaker come in and talk about a raw material or trying to engage more in the public and give back to the community that supports us. I feel like that's also very important. Um, we re uh, recently did an adopt a block program where uh, around the Von Ebert Pearl location, um, it's downtown, uh, once every couple months, we walk around for a couple hours and just pick up garbage just to make sure like our area, you know, like a lot of people who come by or live in the area and, you know, we just want to make sure that we're giving back to the community as much as they come and support us. Oh, that's awesome. Great to hear those examples of what Vonnie Bird is, is doing. So thanks for sharing more of those details. What kind of hopes do you have for the future of the beer community? And what does that look like to you? I'd like to see anyone who is interested in beer be comfortable enough to approach uh, anyone on a production side of the brewery and ask a question and not feel like we're going to be like, well, that was the dumbest question I've ever heard in my entire life. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'd like it to be more accessible to more people, more understandable to more people. It comes back to like the whole verbiage thing. I like to equate everything to food when I describe Ooh, yeah. beers because it's something that, you know, I love food, so it's great. But uh, it's, it's also something that people can connect in their own minds and be like, oh, well, I do like sour gummy worms. So I think <laughs> this beer might be right up my alley, you know, like, <laughs> uh, I guess just being more accessible to an everyday person who isn't fully enthralled in this industry. Mm. I love that. Becca, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, mine are very similar to Maddie's, um, I mean, I think the, the only thing I honestly, they're identical. The only thing I would add is that I, you know, as we've talked about the point of this podcast, um, keeping and working towards the accessibility um, to, to work in beer as well. Um, and um, just to see more, just to see more representation and also there comes a point where it's it's a question of representation and it's also a question of which voices are elevated and being mm -hmm. lifted um and so i hope to see um a combination of both more representation and more like more elevation of women's voices um in beer um and to see to see a shift an intentional shift not just from and by the women in the industry, but from the industry as a whole towards like acceptance and also excitement for women in beer. Yeah, that's a great point to make, not just acceptance, but also 
excite excitement. I think that's um, just an interesting point to make of it's we don't want to like drag people into this. We want people to be just as passionate and enthusiastic about these changes and um, this growth. So I, I liked that point of enthusiastic as well. <laughs> Excitement. Are there any resources, organizations, or, or words of encouragement or advice that you would suggest or, or share to other women that are pursuing careers in the brewing profession? I'm just going to plug Pink Booth Society here. (laughs) Uh, Come to a chapter meeting. Uh, You don't have to be a member to come to a chapter meeting. Um, Usually we let people know via Facebook, but we can always, if you reach out to someone, find your local chapter and reach out to that person. Um, I'm sure they would be thrilled for you to show up and at least, network a little bit um there uh, it's a fantastic organization and they offer everything from education to scholarship to networking um yeah awesome. <laughs> beck any resources organizations words of encouragement and advice to share um, i would say um just ask ask all the questions ask any question that you have um it's something that i love to do and it's something that i think i almost like you know warned my bosses about it in my interview process i was like i will ask so many questions you're going to be annoyed by me and they're like no don't worry we want you to we we want those questions it's the point of this the point of what we're doing here um so just ask ask questions about about the beer you're drinking about you know what what the beer tender knows about it ask um, ask about styles, ask about ingredients. Um, and I just think that the more you ask and the more you're confident, the more you develop that, like, and it's, it's hard to develop a comfort with asking questions. It's tough. And the more comfortable you can be with it, I think the more receptive people are to the questions that you're asking. Um, and I mean, I'm going to talk about this earlier, but apply it's, it's, it took me a really long time to decide to start applying for production jobs. Um, there's a lot of doubt in my mind and there's a lot that I passed over because I didn't think I was qualified for them. Um, and, you know, there came a point in time when it's like, my friends were like, well, these, these are like entry level positions. What do you, what do they expect the qualifications to be? Um, and if there's a job that you're looking for, um, just putting your name out there, like Maddie was saying, just putting your name out there again and again, it's really tough, but it, um, it's great practice and it will lead to results. Awesome tidbits of, of encouragement, advice, and um, just insight um, from, from both of you. I really appreciate that. Uh, so before we close, uh, tell us about a beer that listeners and us folks at YCH need to check out. Ooh. Um, uh, islands in the stream (laughs) here. Heck yeah. Uh, Um, although I think we're running out of it. (laughs) (laughs) While supplies last. I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, shameless plug for volatile substance. Am I right? Like, uh, we work really super hard on that beer and it won gold at GABF this year. And, uh, I couldn't be more excited for, the team and how we 
nitpicked it to death, essentially. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hard work pays off. So. That's awesome. Congrats on the GABF win. That's, that's great. Well, thank you, Maddie and Becca, for, for taking the time to chat with me today, share your different perspectives, and, and help the community grow by, by having conversations like this, where we have the opportunity to learn from one another. Um, you know, Thank you, listeners, for joining in wherever you are or however you're listening. It is appreciated. Uh, we all can do more to create a, a more inclusive, empowering, and impactful community, and it is a worthwhile journey. Together, let's create something bigger than beer. Um,